Episodes five and six completely changed the world of sea as we know it. Who knew that Magra and Queen Kane really had that much in common? Plus, Ben's got a new betrayal for this week's special segment. I've uh, got you covered with news and gossip, and I can't wait to talk about some of these predictions. This is the Sea After Show. Stick around. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I can't believe what uh, happened. Come on. Come on. How um, can you not appreciate? I, I don't believe in anything anymore. I was Listen, like- my <laughs> mind is still blown. Oh, man. I'm, especially like episode six. I was just like, I don't, I have to stop thinking about this right. and do right. something else. I mean, I'm still processing, I have to say. Okay. But there were so many twists I didn't see coming. I was like, what? Completely. Really? Yeah. So. Well, the time to process is here. That's right. Okay. It's that time. <laughs> this is the See After Show. My name is Keith Andre. If you're just getting to know us, Sorry for you, but glad <laughs> glad you made the cut. I am an actor. I love Apple, all Apple products. I've got my buddy Ben Schnall here. What's up? Week after week, another actor and a huge Jason Momoa fan. Right. And he got the show off tonight. Oh, yeah. And I like Apple, too. Yeah. <laughs> and you like Apple, too. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been following this thing week after week. We now are at episodes five and six. So, again, we'll do episode five, run through that. Then we'll get to episode six. That's right. Then we'll talk some bad guys with your betrayal. Oh, yeah. We saw a lot of betrayal in these two episodes. And he looks so nice. <laughs> I was like, you wouldn't believe it. That's how they get you. And then we can <laughs> yeah. talk about not only our new predictions, but the predictions that we've started to see come true. Right. Okay? That's right. You know? We actually knew We've some done stuff. a great job. Yeah. I, I was looking back at last week's episode, right. at least to see that portion, and I kind of had to pat myself on the back. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so good, people. All He's right, good. let's get started. So episode five was titled Plastic. This episode, I looked at, uh, look at what I did because we get to see Queen Kane right. in all of her glory and what she has done to her community. Then we'll go into Magra's Trinkets, mm-hmm. which will take us right into more of Magra's secrets. Oh, yeah. All right, so... <laughs> Episode five, how, how do you feel? I mean, honestly, I, I, I still didn't really understand why the queen was destroying her, her own palace. And all, she killed pretty much the whole people, everyone. She killed the whole tribe, her own tribe, yeah. her own people, everybody. I was like, why did she do that? And then I just had to say, and I realized again, and we also hear a little bit about it, she has kind of a mental issue. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It is a fact now. For sure. And I think she just does things, like, from a more emotional perspective. Yeah. I think you're accurate. I'm glad we did get to kind of see, because we had already been thinking that she was a little... That's right. You know, crazy. And so we got to see some of that come to light. But I agree with you. I had trouble just understanding the process. I feel like that's something that, you know, maybe could have fleshed out a little better, because we did know last week she was turning off levers and things. Right. But... That c- completely allowed her and this water to just wipe out, like, 
the houses and houses and houses. Whole communities. And as she was walking through, I'm I started to think about like Titanic when they were like going down. I'm like, what what exactly is happening here and how is it happening? It looked pretty much like that, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually right. So, now that you say it. so I agree. I had a little bit of a disconnect just trying to figure out how she was able to do it. Right. But I was glad she did it because that's it right. definitely kind of um right led and, us somewhere and, and and it made me also realize that she she was pretty much in love with um Jerla Morrell Jerla Morrell yeah. I, I have to work on that name people I get it next week trust me it's but okay. what I wanted to say is that mm-hmm. she now I feel like she was almost maybe in competition mm. with her you know we well, t- yeah. yeah we don't talk about it yet but Not I feel like yet. I don't want to spoil anything yes. but I just want to say I think she still loves this guy and she just had the feeling, you know what, I have to leave my palace and all that stuff behind Agreed. and I just have to look for you. I just want to want to find you now. I agree with you. So. I think even without the influence of yeah. knowing um, what we'll talk about shortly, just one of Margaret's secrets that was revealed. Yeah. But even without that, we did know that she was already, already like unstable emotionally right. and just acting on those things. And I thought about too, as she was walking through to leave whatever corridor it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline was where she was like touching her father's face or whatever right um just back to like the manipulation of like power and religion because everybody else was seeing it as like this great act of the gods when in actuality she pulled a few levers and tore his place (laughs) (laughs) and i kept thinking what what is she so what is she so optimistic about even before we got to the to the end of the episode but yeah I'm just like, what is she? What is she planning to get out of this? I think she didn't even know herself, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like she is completely lost within her emotional side that she doesn't even know really what she's doing. Yeah, she just her feeling or her emotion just telling her just do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then I mean, I think there was also an episode five already where we see that she kind of gets all fucked up in a way. I have to yeah. say that. Sorry, I said it, but <laughs> yes. um, but you know what I wanted to say about that. What was very obvious to me is like. And I'm not sure maybe that happens to, or would happen to a lot of queens and kings or whatever. Mm-hmm. As soon as you leave your territory, mm. as soon as you leave your walls, your palace, whatever it is, out of a sudden, you're almost like nobody, you know? Compa- oh, yeah. Compared to who you were before. Absolutely. And that was so, for me, that was a very great moment to see how her status changed in a second. Right. And I think yeah. also not only being able to see her status change, but see that... For her to be a person and try to go from zero to 100, it doesn't, you don't move that quickly. So, we did see she got kidnapped and taken to the city of the worms. Yeah. But even there and along the way, when she was telling her servant who was with her, like, oh, I'm hungry, like, where's the drive? And it's like, no, you just destroyed your life. That's not your life anymore, but you still see yourself, you know, as a queen with all these people, but now you're in like the worst predicament 
ever. Uh, and isn't that interesting? Because at the end of the day, I think what she never realized is she is just be or she's just that person, or she can just stay that person with that power mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. she has all her people around herself. Yeah. But I think she never even realized that she was probably like, "Hey, I'm the queen anyway, no matter what's happening around me." But as soon as you know, don't have anybody around you who is believing in you as the queen, then what? You are nobody. You are much. nobody. Now, I'm going to talk about her later because in episode yeah. six, we do get to see right. just some of the grit to her. Yeah. Because she definitely believes what she says. It's just, it's just an interesting <laughs> social aspect. I mean, yeah. I mean that in general. I, I think... mean, she's very disconnected, I feel yeah. like, from the reality of right. the situation. Yeah. She's got some mental um, right. health. But, uh, you know, needs. the thing is, I, I just mean that also for the audience. I feel like more like a very social aspect in general in life. I feel like everybody, if we think about stars, celebrities, mm-hmm. why are these mm-hmm. people celebrities? Because there is a community, there are people around them or fans or whatever who see this person as the person who they are today and that makes them the celebrity for sure and it's the same with the queen and now all the people who saw her as the queen are gone and now she's left to you know yep so So, we have that going on with her and then in the same instance we've got magra and so we're still dealing with the trinkets right because we left off uh, in episode four with them being taken and trying to figure out where they are. Yeah. All right. So here we got to see. Now we still didn't know what she was carrying around at first. Like I said, another secret just yeah. revealed. But she had a, a few moments where the audience got to pay attention again to Magra and her character. Right. I feel like we were okay. We kind of know who she is in this world, but there's still these secrets that, that nobody knows. And so what did you think about, I guess, even her interchanges with Paris about the whole be careful uh, thing that Gerald Morel had left her as parting words? That was a very interesting moment when they're basically at the river, right? Magra is yeah. already sitting there and Paris basically approaches mm-hmm, her and mm-hmm. is asking, hey, so what, what, did, what did he mean when he said, when he told me that? Like, right. be careful. Right. And at some point, I had a feeling, wow, maybe Magra is kind of, is maybe the devil within those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? For yes. a moment, I was like, whoa, maybe she's not even the person that we thought she is. Exactly. But, you know, but then I, you know, we, we, we see a lot more happening. But at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not even sure about her anymore. Yeah, so, I, I felt the same. I was yeah. a little taken aback and just yeah. not sure where to place her. But what I was glad about here, we did get to spend some time just developing other characters and learning about them. Because what I, um, some things that I made note of was even with Haniwa and Kofun and their differences when yeah. they were trying to figure out, you know, where they were, who, who stole the stuff. And Baba Voss was just talking about, do you hear that? And she couldn't hear it, but Kofun could. And just how they're connected and how different they have become. He's still really connected to the tribe and understanding. And like I said, I think it's a maturity thing. And so for her, we see that she's challenged in these ways as well. So that means you believe... I just wanted to ask you that. I I definitely feel that moment, too. That was very, like, obvious, you know, that he's still kind of more connected to the tribe. But do you think that she can still do it or she just forgot to do it because she was never really believing in this kind of tribe movement. That's a good question. Honestly, I don't know because 
the theme, even as the episode continues, just uh, in a lot of ways where they are put physically in the dark. And mm-hmm. that's another like big takeaway I had from it, yeah. which is now that we have learned about those who can't see, then we got these characters who can see, and now we remove like the nobody can see, that's you right. know, and so in so many ways. So I'm not sure. Maybe it is just something that's undeveloped because she mm-hmm. does just focus on her strengths and like power yeah. through everything. Yeah. But I was glad that that she got confronted in that regard as well. So Haniwa, we know she kind of took the lead uh, on in trying to get the get the trinket back, and we're introduced to a new character, Boots. Right. Uh, did you see that? I didn't see that coming. I was like. I mean, um, you mean like like that that a new character comes a in? A new character, like... and then Boots is the son, another a child of Jerry Morrell. I mean, I have to say, Jerry Morrell, he did a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff, right? Man, you did like with a lot of women, right? Okay. We see what you know. We've been wondering like what makes him bad or like character flaw, but I think we found it. Here. I know that's a bad thing, man. It's not just whatever, like, but I didn't see that coming at all. No, I, I have never. No, I did not expect that. No, but it was another great way for a story to be told. So yeah. what did you think of, I mean, after the whole fight and, like, getting to know him, so what? how did you feel about Boots becoming a member of their tribe? Were you for it? Were you against it? What would your vote have been? That's a very interesting question. I mean, I, when I watch this scene, when I basically see them coming back to the camp, you know, where they were staying, and, mm-hmm. and he was part of the group at some point, I was like, I was a little bit more for Magra, uh, with Magra. I was like, hey, yeah. because she was not sure about him, right? She was like, how can you trust him? What, what made you believe that he's trustable, that, that he's someone that we can't trust, right? For because sure. he was stealing our stuff in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt like when I was watching him, how he was behaving and how was he, and how, what he was saying, I was like, he seemed okay to me. He seemed kind of, he seemed kind of legit. He seemed like someone you who know, just wanted to be loved. I in a way. You I know was like, I mean? okay, you know, I didn't see this coming, but I yeah. can rock with it. I'm I'm okay with Jerry Morrell having another child, and then them big or building up this community, like Mako was saying, of people who can see versus right. who cannot see. So I was like. Okay, I'll I'll give it I'll give it a go. And I honestly, right around this point is where I felt, particularly with this episode, that things kind of slowed down just a bit for me, just mm-hmm. in terms of like interest peaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I because Magra and Baba Boss were having a moment together right. where she was sharing with him, you know, a little bit about her past and like she thinks her father would like her yeah. and all of that. So I was like. Mm. I don't know. What do you mean? Like, that was a little too slow for it you? Was, like, it kind of made me, it took me out of it a little right. bit. It's, I mean, what I also, down. I mean, I, I can see that. What I also realized is that I feel like the storyline basically changed their focus a little bit more towards the kids and also Magra yes. and less to uh, Baba Boss. Correct. I feel like at the very beginning, the first kind of episodes, we ha- he was the focus. Right. You think whole... that this is all about him. Yeah. But now it's 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 shifted a it's, little yeah. bit, I feel like, which is not always a bad thing. I Correct. mean, he's still a part of it, but I feel like it's also interesting to see that we see a little more about the background story of all the different characters. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I still have to say, I don't really know a lot about Paris, though. No, nope. still Paris is. I would still... like to see more where she's coming from, what she's doing. You know, yeah, so. she's still a little bit of a mystery. We know yeah. she knows a lot of things, but right. we don't. We haven't seen her complete backstory yet. Okay, so we're getting ready to jump into episode six. Yeah. But so the the last few elements of episode five were Magra's secret. So 
we are immediately taking from them being like safe and fine right. to uh, lots of other people around them ready to fight. We've got Kofun with Bob Voss, and then Haniwa, of course, right. is always ready to fight. And then we see Magra confronts Tanakhti June, and she shows herself to be the princess Dennis. Magra of the House of Cain. Yeah, I and mean, I was just like, "Excuse me, <laughs> um, I like, come on, you're lying. What is happening here?" <laughs> right, right, right. I, I mean, I I knew already, and we talked about that last week, right? This yes. little bag. I mean, we I had a feeling, and you had a feeling that must be like a big secret. Otherwise, she wouldn't go that crazy about it. Oh, for sure. You know, there must have been something really big. I do so. like that. We got to learn, uh, with the show in general, like I said, we get to come into a new space and, like, learn a new world and how things operate and language and all of that. Right. But in this, we got to see, by the end of this episode, the value and what, like, jewelry and rings meant. Because while Queen Kane is on the other side of the world dealing with her issues, but a big reason why she was able to get captured, they were talking about how she didn't have any rings on in her skin. And so for Magra to present this ring for him to bow down and know that she's a a princess, it was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. I know. I mean, it it, it was interesting to see because what happened after it is the scene where we have kind of a flashback to the dad in bed. And we having like Queen, the Queen, now the Queen, basically sitting right next to him. Correct. And she's kind of like very sad that because he's about to he's die, dying. I'm assuming, right? He's yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I didn't see that was a very crazy moment to me because mm-hmm. she is still sitting on the bed, and then little Magra, like still a kid, Correct. comes across, sits on the bed as well. The dad comes up. And whispers in her ear mm-hmm. something like, "I think you you, you you will you will rule soon." Right. And the sister, like Queen today, is Correct. still sitting next to her, hearing it in a way a little bit. I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, I, that was traumatizing. That was I feel traumatizing. like it's just a lot. So jumping right into episode six, so we'll talk about Princess Magra, yeah, because we did get to see that backstory. Then we'll talk about this undercover cave um, that we've got everybody else in, and then we'll close things out with the Queen yeah. and Cora. Um, Got you. Which I was very, very interested in the queen. You've always liked the queen from the beginning, but now I like really, really love like seeing her character. Yeah. But so for Princess Magra, uh, when at the end of episode five, when we realized that there was this connection, I was trying to figure out well, how is Magra connected to the queen? So it took me a second, and I got to see like, oh, okay, they're sisters, right? You know, right. fine, they have a dad, they're sisters, and then like this whole thing. Yeah. But so for you, by the time we get to see Magra's backstory, and you guys in the chat can let us know as well, mm-hmm. were are you rooting for um? Magra, are you rooting for Queen Kane? Like, should you feel bad? Should we feel bad for the Queen? I mean, you know, the thing is, I feel like when I saw the scene for Queen Kane, I felt a little sad because I feel like she was trying to do it right. I mm-hmm. think she was always trying to do mm-hmm. it right. I mm-hmm. think she was really trying to be a good daughter to yeah. her dad. Yeah. But I feel like the moment when she realized that the dad wanted to see her younger sister even before her. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is in these kind of like royal families. The oldest oh, for always sure. had the first. Naturally, you know? it's your birthright. Of course. So I think that kind of hurt her like crazy. Oh, yeah. I think that's maybe also one of the reasons why she is mentally a little like, why did he say that to her? I yeah. mean, maybe her whole life she was dealing with that mind, with that with that thought. True. Why her and not me? Why did you say her? Yeah. You know, and I was like, 
And I think from that point of view, I understand a little bit mm-hmm. maybe how she's feeling about the whole yeah. situation. I mean, I think it was know? definitely necessary, and it was a great story for us as yeah. an audience to get to see because we need something to connect with the queen. Yeah. And up until this point, I really didn't have anything. I know you were connected with like praying and going through all of that, like the queen being able to. Pray. I still like her. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked her like praying, you know. Anyway. Right. But I think like this kind of gave her character some redemption. But it just shows, like, how communication just really, like, can completely derail a whole family. Because Magra bases her decision not off of just that, oh, my father wants me to be queen and not her. But why does he want her to be queen? Yeah. You know, it's because, like she said when she was talking about it, like, emotionally she's always played into them. Her emotions have always got to hold her. And I knew that this is what she would turn into. She tried to prevent that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I believe that was definitely very hard for her to, to hear it. But I still believe also that she was already kind of mentally handicapped a little bit you know what i yeah. mean she always had something, something that was probably her. the reason why the dad even told the younger sister hey you should rule soon in a way right exactly that's because what i'm saying exactly there was always something but i feel like i think she probably basically in the back of her mind the queen knows that she is not completely All like there. healthy yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. but yeah. she's still trying to make it right though as the daughter of yeah. the dad who was ruling for so long i think that's know, the like, one so. thing she's just not willing to accept i don't yeah. think she could she would be able to hear them tell yeah. her like oh you have this going on yeah. just like she's never been able to hear um for anybody sure. of for her sure. lieutenants or anyone up under her for sure for all sure. right so we have this crazy mind explosion going on and then at the same time we're dealing with boots who betrays i mean i was going crazy i was like what i'm like oh my god <laughs> I, was more betrayal? Like, I was freaking out is there anything is anybody good is I mean, there like, anything left and that's something I else was... i didn't see him coming i'm like okay well he's down for the ride this is great they're gonna have this tribe with jerry Moreau's children right and then he's like nope puts them in a cage right in this I mean, we already know that before, though. Do you remember that scene when they basically ask him, hey, where, where is she? Did you see Margaret? And he was oh, already yeah, lying yeah, to them. Yes. And then I was already, already asking myself, I was like, why is he lying? Oh, my gosh. So we didn't even know already at that point that he's going to go and, and do this kind of Facts. crazy stuff. But he's like, yeah, they, they killed her. They did. They just killed her right in front of my eyes. So I saw her dying. I was like, wait a second. I'm I so saw glad her. you said that. I saw her just telling them that she's a princess. <laughs> Excuse me? I was thinking <laughs> that too. I was like, is he lying? Like, is something was, going on in exactly. the story where they're going to show us like what we saw was like a figment of and our imaginations. Like, or... mm. So that's true. So yeah, you're completely right. And then so he betrays them and they go into this underground peaceful place. Yeah. What do you think that place is? It feels like an underground world. In yeah. A way. So people like who were basically like, I don't know. I have they, no... they capture probably like maybe the people who have the power on earth capture these people underneath them or something like that yeah. and don't let them go out or whatever. I have no idea. And I mean, honestly, overall about this storyline, this scene, I still don't really understand what this scene was good for. Mm. I mean, the only way mm-hmm. that I understood mm-hmm. it was because we meet Delia, who, Correct. who is the mom of Boots, yes. right? Who's the other mom? The, the other, other mom. The other mom. Right. The other, other mom. So she's the mom of Boots. And right. we need her because this gives us more story on Boots and how he's like a psycho. 
That's exactly. And when she said that was what I had to swallow when she said, yeah. I, like, "I want you to kill my son." I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh God!" Now y'all are just getting too. <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah, you're getting too serious like, here, right? Everything is happening. <laughs> my like... eyes are crossed. Right. Like, what in the world? So you're right. We do get to meet her. Yeah. And she gets to propel the story forward in that way, and then we get more of um, more action with That's them right. just trying to get out, which is great to see. Um, Beautiful scene, by the way. I when Baba Voss is trying to get out of the cave, by come himself. on, and he has to climb the like, wall. I was like, I was like, come on, man, you got this, you got this. I was like, really, like, <laughs> I was sitting at home. I was like, wow, and he right. did it. As it was a great scene, great. Moment. You got to get up there. No, that was that was perfect. I was happy to see that. So we'll use Boots' relationship and in, in the storytelling of him to take us back mm. to the Queen, yeah. um, and her friend Cora, and then we'll be able to jump into our special segment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. We'll talk first, I guess, about... Before we go there, we'll talk about Magra because we do need to to make a note. So Boots is left, and he's now trying to pledge his his allegiance to her. I mean... As long as she's not mean to him. And I'm like, okay, he's crazy. This is a psychopath situation. You know, the thing is, I'm not even... It's interesting that you say that. In a way, he is kind of a psycho, but I also Mm -hmm. believe he's kind of very smart in a way. Oh, yeah. At the very beginning, Mm -hmm. when I first met him... I was like, he seemed just like a, like a warrior, just like a soldier guy. Like, he just Absolutely. know how to fight. He doesn't have a mind. He doesn't even, he's not intelligent or whatever. He just knows how to kill people, and he does everything in, in, his, in his strength to do it, you know, to right. do that. But now I'm just realizing he's playing people against themselves in a way. Oh, for sure. And he's really smart about it because he knows that he's the only one who can see in this camp of the witch finders right now. Absolutely. And he knows the situation about Magra and the family so he's just using that for himself as an advantage. I was like, wow, that's not really a, a, like a stupid idea right Oh, no, now, I think know? that he's very clever. And I think it does show, of course, with Jill and Morel's children, just yeah. how different each of them can be. But just those type of similarities. Yeah. Because even when we were introduced to him, it was in relation to Haniwa. And I think they were paired because they are more alike, just in terms of how right. they act and the warrior thing. Right. I am taking a look at the chat. We've got Ivan hanging with us as always. So thanks for what? being here, What's Ivan. up, Ivan? Hello. And he's just talking about Boots just in terms of um, he had thought Boots maybe saw some dead person that was faked by Tamakti June. Like, in terms of him being a liar. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he was lying right? now. Like... <laughs> he also said that Boots is a, is a sociopath <laughs> and that the show should be called Betrayal instead of C because of, like, all the betrayal. I totally agree. That we see week after week. But, yeah, I think that Boots is doing what he needs to, to survive. He does have a bit of pag- baggage yeah. based on his life experiences. So, I mean, I get it. Everybody has to do something, and it only makes the story that much more interesting because sure. now we know Haniwa has to kill him right. to honor her word and Magra has to have him be her like lieutenant to get yeah. out of these situations so I mean and the, the ending was beautiful by the way oh, because yes. Magra is just looking you know the, the last second when, when they basically finished the mm-hmm. whole episode she's just looking down for a millisecond did you see that yeah and I was like okay what is she doing now I is think she that she's yes thinking no, and know? taking things and not to get into too many predictions but we know that part of her skill set is just being able to know like yeah. people are lying this and that so I think she's just weighing her options and trying to see especially because we know that the queen is held in captive. She got beat up. I mean, she was t- she was I one mean, thing about her, 
I could, fell for her, she... I have to say. I mean, even if she did crazy stuff before and killed people herself, I fell for her. Oh, I, I definitely felt for her. I appreciated knowing her story. And like I said, just being able to see that some of that grit and that bite that she has. She believes in what she says and she's willing to die for it. Yeah. And that's always going to be commendable. Right. And they all have these kind of little things under their skin, right? So that's how you know back yeah. then if they were part of a royal yes, family. Yes, I, I love wow. that. Again, another way of just showing history and still keeping the whole yeah. the story like alive and as organic right. as possible. Right. No, that was beautiful because I was asking myself, how can this older guy of this like camp of whims, right? Yeah. How can he prove that he still had that he really has the queen? And so, then yeah, so was this was another moment of betrayal, right? Because Cora, the girl who was kind of helping her out and befriending her, she's the one who went back and told him that she was the queen. So I was like, another betrayal? One episode, two betrayals? That's that's like real life, people. I I was, (laughs) listen, by this point, I saw enough of who Queen Kane was to feel like, okay, she doesn't deserve this. She's going to help this old lady and they're going to get out of here and just then we'll figure it all out. Right. In comes the betrayal. Cora didn't care nothing about her. Because we really have to say that the queen never betrayed anyone yeah. by now. Yeah. Right? So think about that. She did maybe not the right thing every time, but mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was always kind of open to everybody, right? And if she didn't like it, she obviously killed people, but right. she didn't really betray it on anyone. She you know? a clean slave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She has clean a clean slave. slave, for sure, for sure. But I did think... Um, like you said, we got to see a lot of really good work. I was like, okay, this is getting kind of dark. When when it was like her, she took the beatings and then she had to get on the table so they can cut the amulet out. And I was just like, that was like, oh, oh wow. my goodness, it looked good. What's though. going on? Oh no, it was great work. Even also the blood, how they the the blood, the color of the blood, yeah, really good. I'm really yeah. interested in seeing what's going to happen next week because at this point, I, I promise you, I did not see the story just taken. All these little turns. No, not at all. Not at all. I had no clue. No. I had, I mean, the only thing, and we talked about that already last week, I feel like we had a feeling that Magra is kind of, in a way, connected to Queen and this kind of thing with the, you know, the royal kind of stuff. But Boots, completely unexpected. Yeah. Completely. No way. No way. No way in the world. And I feel like, and I still believe that... He's not just there to to just you know have this kind of conflict between Magra and and, and maybe even the, the whole family or whatever. But I feel like he's going to play a bigger part even. Oh, I, I feel I, like there's there's something coming up. You know, don't want to completely wanna, agree. Not about predictions yet, but you know. Yeah, I think that he'll he will be here just because yeah. of not only the way that his story was introduced to his mother and the whole aspect of him just having all that revenge and I killing know. people and just. All, there's no way we would just be told that for it to just be something that's short-lived. Right, right. So right, I right. think that he now has, like, a big piece of, of the puzzle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. For sure. Totally. Yeah. But, okay. So that caught us up with episodes five and six. Let's go ahead and jump into our special segment. Wow. <laughs> Tell us about it. The biggest betrayals in history each week, Ben. You take a look at some of the of the betrayals Guys. that have happened in history. And what can I say? I mean, look at this beautiful guy, first of all, right? <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. You know, he's wearing a suit. He has, like, a red tie. He looks, like, very nice, right? Yes. It's our man, Robert Hansen. But Robert is not really a nice guy. What? Because he did some crazy stuff, people. 
Let me tell you. So first of all, let's start from the very beginning. Robert, back in the day, it was around in the 70s, mid-70s, he joined the FBI. So he was accepted to the FBI, which is a big thing, right? That's not, as we know, it's not really easy to become part of the FBI. Correct. But he made it. He was working for the FBI for just three years. Just think about that. He's still kind of at the beginning of his career in the FBI. What did he do? Mm-hmm. He did that on purpose from the very beginning. He took all the information, even more what he could capture in three years. Uh-huh. And he immediately started his own kind of little company of spies. Oh, God. And was basically getting in touch again. With the Soviet Union, of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, who it else, never right? <laughs> and he had so many information that he was basically even working with another spy at the same time who was spying the CIA. And they were even partners. Wow. So it means he was working for, at the FBI, his partner was working at the CIA. And they, they both. captured all the information <laughs> and they have kind of like founded their own company. Of unknown agents, so no one even knew who they were. Even the Soviet Union never knew about their names or anything. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. FBI at some point thought they didn't even know. The crazy thing about that for a second, the FBI even paid Robert Hansen seven million US dollars because they didn't know at that point that it was even Robert doing all that. Oh wow. So Robert even like changed it a one eighty and said, Hey, you know what? I have even information of the Soviet Union that I can give you guys. Oh my goodness. So he's gonna double cross. He was kind of a double spy and dabble. You know? Yes. So they paid him even seven million dollars for it. No way. Long story short, in two thousand one, unfortunately, Robert (laughs) He got caught. Finally. Finally, he got caught. It was a long time. Think about that. From the 70s all the way up to 2001. So a little more than 20 years he was doing that. Wow. Earning good money, having a family, even you know how it is. You still have a normal life. Being a spy. At the end of the day, long story short, (laughs) he's still alive. Okay. He sits in prison in Florida right now. He received 15 life sentences. 15. So, I mean, unfortunately, obviously. Somebody is really like held accountable. It's just, for me, it's just. What I what I've found very interesting about these cases, it's from the past, but just knowing that this person is still alive and is sitting in Florida right now while we are talking is yeah. kind of mind blowing to me, you know? It's it's really crazy so, and you really get to see just how connected we really are to the past. I mean oh, the yeah. past is not but so far away and, and you know I always I don't want to make it longer as, as, as it should be but I still wanted to say that I'm always trying to put myself into these people's shoes and I was like why in the world would you do that I mean of course you have the money yeah. thing and everything but think about how dangerous it is working for the FBI you know we know the FBI in a way not a lot of information but we know what they are capable enough of enough to know for sure right and why would you in the world do all that take an information and basically send that over to the enemy listen there's no way it's worth it. I know. 15 life sentences? I mean, you must think by, like, to yourself, I I get caught at some point anyway, right? I mean, it's just a matter of time. Whoa. Coming back to Boots, my friend. I feel like (laughs) it's just a matter of time, my friend. No, that was a great, I mean, (laughs) that (laughs) level of betrayal was definitely worthy enough to be mentioned today. I Mm. mean, we were covering two big episodes and we had so much betrayal from Boots, from Cora with the Queen. So I'm glad to know that on some level, justice was served. I know. And that's what I'm always believing in, coming back to our lives. I always believe, like, if people do that kind of stuff, at some point, everyone gets caught. It's got to catch up with It's a matter of time. For sure. Well, like I said, we are finally all 
caught up on. See, we've been doubling up on episodes, but let's jump That's into right. news and gossip, sure. and we can kind of clear up a few other things. Oh. So I took a look online. I know we all were just trying to figure out, okay, how's the rollout? How many episodes? So I saw Decider.com let us know that. So episode seven is going to drop on Friday, November right. the 29th. Uh-huh. So when we come back next Monday, we'll be covering seven solely because we are caught up. This season, season one of C, has a total of eight episodes. Interesting. So we are... Almost there. I expected a little more, to be honest. I'm a little bit surprised. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I I was so on one hand, I'm like, okay, eight makes sense because we are getting these pretty much like an hour long episodes. Right. But I don't know with so much story going around. I just don't want the last two episodes to feel like oversaturated or like they did too much. Yeah. That's always my fear there. Because, yeah, exactly. Because what I'm just thinking right now, how can you end the first season by still just having two episodes left and we are like in the middle of these crazy conflicts? I'm just thinking like two episodes. Is that enough? Is it enough? To really tell the whole thing? Listen, it looks like it has to be. At this point, if nothing changes with Apple or the schedule, the season finale of C will air on Friday, December the 6th. Wow. And that'll be episode 8. Interesting. So, yeah. I can't wait. You know, I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. And at least now we know. You know, I I like to be able to set myself up, so I'd rather know now than it to be episode 8 and to see, like, oh, this is the end of the road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? So you always like to be a little bit more having a a plan or something. Yeah, I like to be a few steps ahead. So I was happy to at least be able to confirm those things. Right. And then, like I said, you can always, if you don't, you should follow C on Twitter at C Official. They're just giving out those little tidbits just to put you more in the world of the show. Especially now that things are, like, guns are blazing so quickly, I almost, I don't want to miss anything. Oh, yeah. And I still have to say, I always have to point that out, guys. If you like fight scenes in general, right, and you haven't watched C yet, check it out, really. Because you see fight scenes, I believe, you've never seen before. Oh, no. The way how they did it or how they do it on the show, it's just mind-blowing. Everything looks because, great. Because don't forget, they're all blind fighting. Which I is love it. Incredible. I love that. Yeah. Okay, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Hard. It's hard. I mean... <laughs> Especially because we clearly now have a track record of being successful in the things of that we Of course predict. we are. I mean, we did see a bit of this coming. You said yourself yeah. that we were going to have this con- connection to the queen. Yeah. Last week I said that we would start to see her fall. Um, you said that. You right. know, because we got to see them rise up. So that's why I was like, oh yeah, let me have myself <laughs> on the back. Right. So Ben, please tell me, what, what do you think we're going to see in episode seven? Right. So I totally believe that I say Magra is, is saying yes to Boots. She wants him to be her eyes mm-hmm. in a way, right? I definitely feel that she's going to say yes. Because she, think about it, from a storyline perspective, she has to say yes. Because oh, yeah. it kind of creates even like a bigger conflict. Because I believe if when or if when she says yes, because I believe she's going to say yes, mm-hmm. it definitely creates kind of a conflict between herself and the family. Yes, who are still like they're still looking for her, right? Correct. But they're I not think like yet. I know, and I feel like Boots is really trying to just put himself into a position right now where mm-hmm. he can pretty much manipulate everybody. Yes, right. So I think okay. he's always going back and forth. But I also believe mm-hmm. that Queen, our Queen Kane, she's gonna. She's going to be escaping. She's definitely going <laughs> to yes. leave somehow. She's going to make it work. I believe that because she's not going to give up. And I believe the big show, showdown for me is like 
Magra and Queen came. Boom. Oh boy. Oh yeah. I'm ready for that reunion. So I'll piggyback. Cool. I do agree that it is a bit more about boots and just playing this fence. Yeah. Uh, to cause the rift. She has to escape somehow. They have to get her back. It'll be interesting to see what they use because now you have Magra kind of on the same side as the Queen's army because she is trying to take back her rightful place. So it'll see how that plans out. But I want to see them reunite. I don't necessarily need to see them fight, but I'm ready for all the dialogue. I'm ready to catch up to speed and to see who actually is going to end up queen one of them no they both can't live i know because i mean what we still don't know is what is really their relationship i mean do do they hate and each how, other do they still yeah. kind of love each other well, what is i mean it really, well we you know? know in some ways they are going to hate each other because jerla morrell just like boots is a split between them jerla morrell decided to be a fugitive with the with a magra as opposed to just getting power and sticking with queen kane but does queen kane know that jerla morrell went with magra well does she even know about that no, i'm not sure no clue just Listen. tell us people what you think. I'm not sure about that. Seriously. Yeah, please let us know your predictions. We really would like to know. We've got a week before episode seven, so I can't wait to oh. hear all about it. We could go on and on with these predictions <laughs> sure. because they just keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming right now. They keep coming, but until next week, you can always keep the conversation going. My name is Keith Andre, and you can follow me all over social media at Keith underscore Andre. Awesome. Yeah, and you can also find me on on social media at Benjamin Schnau, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also going to sh- uh, do the show The World According to Jeff Goldblum tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. And I also do We Are the Wave, a Netflix show in German and English for you guys. Awesome songs. All right, check you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.